Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from what is now dirtying up in the air in oh. Salt Lake City, Utah. God, it hurts to breathe. It's Thank God I'm Atheist, <laughs> the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We're Thanksgiving giving thanks. Giving a car. Or are we giving thanks? This is the question. Mm. To we, whom are we grateful? We are, we are going... We atheists. We're going to discuss thanksgiving oh we may have to redo the whole thing the what? whole the whole holiday we may have to just redo it well, okay well we'll have to get to that yeah we will because like i'm i'm now i'm i'm a little mortified at the thought i oh. love thanksgiving <laughs> i do too it's like a real holiday that we can actually like i feel fully participate in so right. it's gonna be fun to like talk about it right although I, well not fully not, there's always not, that one little bit not only do we have to like i think revamp what it's called and what we're supposed to do but i don't think we can call it a holiday because that means holy day yeah but i mean we have federal holidays like flag day i know we we you know we need a better that's not word. a holy day although it might be for some people it is for me the flag i worship the flag <laughs> You are not alone, Dan. The stars and stripes, man. <laughs> At yeah. least it's not the stars and bars. Ooh, dear God, no. And there are those who definitely do some worship. Of There's a couple of of, uh, of the flyers of the Confederate flag here in our neighborhood. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's completely out of context and weird. It's, it's apropos of something we'll be talking about later. Yeah. Uh, one of your stories. Actually. Is it? Well, I think. Racism, etc. Yeah, sure. Anywho, uh, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I can start. Um, I kind of. Well, let's just get right to that one. Okay. Um, this has been a story that I, I've I've seen this issue popping up, and I over the last few a couple months, I've seen headlines and read you know a few paragraphs of hmm. articles talking about the rise of anti-Semitism in Europe. Weird. Which is, it's totally weird. And, and it, so it's been coming up and coming up. And I, I finally was just like, you know, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit bigger with it, but we can't ignore it any longer. Right. We need to talk about it, at least acknowledge it and see where the conversation kind of goes because it's, it's really interesting. So there was this study, um, put forth by, um, where was it? The, uh, the European Union, European Union Agency for fundamental rights known huh. as known as the FRA the fra the fra um and uh they looked they did uh, a not, not to be confused with the uh, the agency for fundamentalist rights which is a totally different agency sure yeah <laughs> um they uh they surveyed uh almost 6000 people uh 16 years and over um who considers them who consider themselves jewish okay in belgium france germany hungary Italy, Latvia, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. Okay. And what they found are some pretty startling numbers about how Jewish people are are sort of feeling in, in the, 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 their sense of security as Jews hmm. in their in their in their societies. Hmm. And um so they uh 66% of Jewish people uh see uh, in Europe uh, see anti-Semitism as a problem in their respective countries. Um, as high as 90% in Hungary see anti-Semitism as a problem. And 85% in France. Huh. So, I mean, it's kind of alarming because, you know, I mean, France is like this 
great experiment in secular, you know, governance. Yeah, but they're so Frenchy. <laughs> and I mean that in the in the sense of like anything that's not that doesn't conform to this con- this idea of what is French kind of they they buck against it. Yeah. They have all of these Muslims there and they're just like I mean, they have a ton of Muslims because they, they, you know, they colonized a bunch of North Africa. Right. And then they, and then, you know, they had to let a bunch of people in. And, and now they're, and, and they're all sketchy about like not letting, you know, no minarets at this place and no, you know, headscarves and no blah, blah, blah. And so it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that they would be a little weird about Jews as well. Although... Here's the deal, though, and I want—I kind of want to stop you there because it was a consideration that I had while reading this. It—it—it it, it never says where the anti-Semitism is coming from. Mm. So it, it's not like it's not in my mind reading this article. I cannot conclude that it's the Frenchy French population of France, right? It there's also like you just said, there's a large Muslim community and perhaps that's factoring in somehow okay well maybe because remember i mean i mean paris is unbelievably cosmopolitan right like people from everywhere and every background and so you know to to just immediately say well the frenchy french are being a little too french you know yeah but i mean what are we meant to conclude if if and here's the other thing huge numbers of 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 immigrants from right yeah and so so you know what i you know what i also want to do i want to back off of the word anti-semitism because i because people forget that like arabic is a semitic language so anti-semitism actually includes arabs in 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 yes but in this context let's remember that what we are talking about is sense of anti-jewishness right and i'd rather just use that phrase well i'm just saying okay but the common understanding and how it's being used in in this context is Jewish, uh, right? So, um, but anyways, um, but yeah, that's weird. It's still it's, it's weird. really really weird. Um, Thirty. Let's see. What, what were some of these other numbers? Um, not just to focus on them, but thirty eight percent of Jews now avoid all the time or frequently wearing, carrying, or displaying things that might help people identify them as Jews in public. They're going that huh. far with their sense of not being safe. Right. Um, 60% of Swedish Jews report this. Huh. Uh, 51% of French Jews um, act this way. Uh, 48% of Jews in Hungary and uh, and 46% of uh, Jews in France have considered immigrating because they do not feel safe living in those countries as Jews. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's a... Re- and, and we started talking about this, this detail um, or just this... What what is up with the what is up with Jews? What is so terrible about Jews? Right, you and I, you and I, when we were just sort of first discussing this today, just couldn't figure out like where is this coming from? Yeah, you and I have no context for the hating of Jews. None. I I I I don't understand it. It doesn't and... make any sense to me. Like I mean, we, it can't all relate back to they killed our Jesus. Right. It can't possibly be that simple. So I right. started to think about it. I'll tell you one thing. I one of the things that I know. I mean, so I went back in in, in my extremely limited knowledge of history, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I can draw on is dramatic literature, okay. is, is theatrical literature. Uh-huh. And so I I started to think about like like how Shakespeare dealt with Jews, right? And it was just this interesting 
it was there's so much I mean, even though he wrote a play, he wrote Merchant of Venice, which ostensibly on some level, I think he thought he was being cool to Jews because he like <laughs> made the Jew, you know, he had, he gave a, the Jew the whole, uh, you know, if you prick us, do we not bleed speech and everything. Right. And then the Jew ends up being a huge dick at the end. And like, it's still, he's still, you know, those, the day is saved by the merciful Christians and all that sort of thing. Well, maybe that was just one Jew who was a dick. <laughs> no, maybe that's what he was saying. He was pretty much a stand-in for all Jews <laughs> at that point. I, I, it's so alarming to me. I, I literally cannot figure out where, because it date, dates back at least that far and well beyond Shakespeare. Uh-huh. And it's just this unbridled hatred. Hmm. Just spit on them. Spit on the Jews. Yeah, I, it's shocking. I know. I know. I, I, yeah, I, and you know, we we also were were talking about you know sort of the. I mean, when 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 I when we when we were sort of growing up, mm-hmm. the problem with Jews in this country was that there might still be some country clubs that were being a little exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, like as far as like yeah, the although broad the phrasing cultural... the problem with Jews sounded a lot different. <laughs> the, bro- than, the problem I... for the Jews, okay, the Jewish community. Okay, that thank might you. be. Thank you, Dan, for <laughs> for pointing out. Because that wasn't the problem with Jews. <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> the problem with Jews is they're not joining our country clubs enough. <laughs> I'm sure that was the attitude. But you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing that I was sort of most aware of. Right. Um, as being an issue. Now, of course, this I <laughs> did not live in a community with, you know, a large Jewish community in it. Right. Right. And so, like, so it is, it is weird to, like, just be sitting here and being like, I just don't get it and and what's what's amazing is just how entrenched it is in europe well and what could possibly be so different about these people than you well they wear little uh round hats they do have their headgear is entirely different yeah so that's a thing right there yeah and they only believe in the first part of the exact same bible and they eat differently Ye- oh they yeah, do have different. Diet. It's awkward that they that they. It's eat hard like to that. invite them over for dinner. Yeah, it's like what, what know, am I going to cook let's for you? Face it, that's a major. I don't. I don't need to learn all of your laws. I, it's why I don't invite vegetarians. Over. Right, they're awful. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's. I'm a little anti-vegite. Little all those vegans running around, <laughs> and you just you're just like I don't know what. Here, have a carrot. What do you want? I don't know. Is that allowed? Are you, Are allowed? you allowed to eat a carrot? This carrot, if I handle it. This carrot was in the same fridge as milk. Are you? Do you have a problem? <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like, yeah, I what's did, the big deal? I don't, I don't I know. Mean, I, know I mean, it, sound, it probably sounds so incredibly naive. It right? must, but I, but it's not. I mean, we're not naive to the problem, to the existing problem. I don't know that many people my could get drill down to the bottom of it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, if you if you have any uh, any any thoughts about this out there, maybe maybe we have some Jewish listeners that would that yeah, would care to chime like in. Like to chime in a little bit. Oh, we had that. We had that former rabbi. That rabbi who's now That's secular true, rabbi yeah. write into us. Yeah. Maybe he can. Maybe he can shed some some I, light on. I I would actually really like to hear Rabbi Gruber if you're listening. Yeah. Right. Right in. Yeah. I mean, to be fair though. Or maybe to be honest, and I don't mm-hmm. know how fair this is, but it, to be honest, it seems like 
maybe I, the 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 oppressed people's idea of why they're being oppressed hmm. may be skewed. But I'm sure he has more information, much more than, than we, we have, um, much more than we have, and and also being an American Jew, yeah, at least you, at least the perspective of, of of what might be going on in Europe that would be a little different. But right. um, you know they control Hollywood, the well, Jews. There's a reason for that, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so what if they do? This is what's amazing to me. <laughs> you know the the Jews that control Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> Are you enjoying the movies that are coming yeah. out? Well, yeah, I kind of like a lot of them. Then shut up. Then why does it matter? Then guess what? They're doing a good job. Yeah. Go Jews. Yeah. Yet another success for the Jews. Is your bank still open? <laughs> I'll just chuck. Applaud the Jews. I'll just chuck one up for the for the Epsteins and the one. Good Lord. I just don't get it. I really don't. Okay. Okay. We've 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 beaten a dead horse. Jews are hated in Europe. Big, yeah. big news. Big news, everybody. Yeah. But I mean, it is big it's that something it's that still we need going to, on. Like, How does Germany look? Germany is the one that you want to know about because obviously... Germany is strangely the one that is only just sort of mentioned in big lists. It, and it's listed as one of the countries where denying the Holocaust is a crime. Right. Um, and But it doesn't really shed any light on like what is currently... It's probably just in the middle somewhere. Okay. And the one thing to point out is this, this is actually... Um, um, th- this is one thing that we should just talk about really quickly. Just we can just power through this. Okay. Um, so it, the the one of the main places where they're really seeing anti-Semitism is on the internet. Seventy five percent of European Jews point toward the uh, anti-Semitism on the internet above all else, followed by fifty nine percent for anti-Semitism in the media. Well then, just don't go on the internet. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's that's clearly not the point. But so the 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 article poses this question: and what exactly are they hearing in these in these places? Right. Forty eight percent of respondents have seen or heard someone make the statement that Israelis behave like Nazis toward the Palestinians. Thirty eight percent that. Jews have too much power in the economy, politics, and the media, and 37% that Jews exploit um, Holocaust victimhood for their own purposes. <laughs> Those are sort of the, the, the main things. And just to, again, put it a little bit more into um, I did a sense see, of what is, that yeah. is happening and being yeah. said and so forth. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's stupid. If anybody out there hates the Jews, actually, if you can say that you hate and then you can fill in the blank with any large group of people that you haven't met <laughs> the hell is wrong with you <laughs> like why would you you don't uh, yeah anyway probably a lot of time well anyway but we've 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 yeah. used our time for <laughs> okay uh i'm gonna take us uh i'm gonna do a couple updates so okay a couple quick updates to uh to two of the stories that we've uh reported on before okay you'll recall that a while back i reported on I think it was me. One of us reported on a guy, a pastor in Iowa, Brent Giroux. It's a very Frenchy name. Ugh. Giroux. Uh, who, who claimed that he was uh, trying to cure teenage boys of their homosexual urges by having sex with them. 
You remember this? Yeah, I, I do remember that. The uh, fucking the gay away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raping. The rape, gay the, away. rape the gay away. Yeah. It doesn't work, turns out. But huh. also, but he, so he was caught. He was uh, tried and sentenced to uh, 17 years in prison. That's, okay. That's, it still seems a little mild for my taste for a guy that, yeah. you know, abused, okay. that raped a bunch of boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was reduced. His Re- sentence was reduced. Wait, okay. Seems the wrong direction to go. It in does this case. seem the wrong direction to go. It was reduced to sex offender treatment and probation. Okay. He and will probation. Serve, he will serve no time. You're really. So this is okay. So what, what what's your take on that? I guess. <sighs> I I, wanna, I, I'm, I'm I mean curious. it's got to be because he's a pastor, right? If he had just done, if he was, if he had just done this to kids, if he was like, if he was a, you know, a janitor at an elementary school, there's no way this would have, this would have gone this direction. It seems like a greater violation somehow, right? And some, or that it could be perceived as being a greater violation. Here was this guy who had an extra special kind of trust and, uh, and he, and he broke it. So, yeah, I mean, but, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I just kind of want to. I'm just baffled. Pin you down, uh, you know. So you're baffled by the, uh, yeah, I, by, the, by the by by knowing our system and knowing how many years he should have gotten, not getting, not getting anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how? I mean, all of Iowa should be picketing at this yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. the entire state should just be like, well, what is the nature of the treatment? Like, what kind oh, of? I don't know. I you know I. It, because I mean that I mean you just last week said that, you know. Yes, I. You're right that that I'm. I you, have a problem with punishment right, as a concept, but right. I don't know the answer to that. Right. And since it's our law now, I mean, at very least, sure, the law needs to be followed until we have. I don't. I don't know the answer. I, all I know is that it's outrageous that this guy see, is seemingly just going to get away with it. Right. I mean. Treatment is only helpful for those who like accept it. Yeah. I don't know. There's something horribly, horribly wrong. This kid, this guy's no, going to go I, out among other children. I, I was in a. There was a moment of of me just trying to kind of not play devil's advocate. What was it? Just kind of trying to figure just it out in sort of. lieu of being outraged. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what you're. No, go was. ahead and just be outraged. Yeah. No, that it, it's completely. It's disgusting. So. I I don't. I mean, I I I feel like there are details missing, though. There has there, to be something missing. There are that, and that that because it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. I I mean, and it makes so little sense to me that I have a hard time like even feigning outrage because I I just feel like well, it's it, what what I don't I don't get the story at all. Yeah. I and and it I think I, I think I'll need to you know I think more details will come out probably. Well, let's let's keep updating. So about so we'll 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 comes, we'll, we'll keep our lookout for that. But but, but I, that's that's amazing. It's just shocking to me. Huh? Just okay. Shocking. Um, huh. the second update that I have is an Amish girl. Do you remember the Amish girl, ten year old Amish girl who has leukemia? Yeah, and her, her parents her parents didn't want to put her mm-hmm. under the chemo. Uh, the state sued. Or, or the hospital sued, and the judge agreed that they have to put her on yeah. the chemo. Yeah. Uh, they've taken off. They've taken off. They have fled to keep their girl from to going where? through chemo. We don't know. 
their lawyer has said that they are no longer there. So some other Amish community elsewhere type thing? Possibly not even in the country. We just don't know. Uh, but they... They went they, back to, to, to Holland? Their, their daughter was going to be taken away, and uh, it, they just... Disappeared with her. So she could with her, yeah. die somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no, they're treating her with alternative medicine. Prayer. And prayer. Yeah. Lots and lots of delicious, yummy prayer. <laughs> Apparently she wasn't responding. Incredibly useful. She was getting really sick from the chemo, which Which you do. You get sick from the chemo. You get sick first. It's not. It's not pleasant. Right. And she had begged them to take her off of it. And then, how old was the girl again? Ten. Ten. And then they did that. Everything was fine until they did take her off of the chemo. Yeah. 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 Huh. Okay. So uh, you know, more more to come with that, I guess. Too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely keep us updated All on the, that. Uh, apparently, their lawyer, their family lawyer, you'll you'll not be surprised to learn, uh, leads the Libertarian 1851 Center for Constitutional Law, who th- and he thinks that they're violating these these parents' right to choose whether or not their kid let their kids in a position to not be able to make her own decisions. Right, and that's when the state has to. That's step exactly in. the point. If they if it was their cancer, right. And they're they grown. Make, they can choose all they want. Do whatever. Cancer knock yourself out. You just, you know, put, you, put it in the hands of God as much as you want. Use an essential but oil. You don't, you don't. See what happens then. <laughs> a, a balm. Rub, rub, uh, yeah. Excuse me, do you have this um, in an ointment instead? <laughs> I'm, I don't like a cream. I prefer ointments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, get some acupuncture. Yeah, but uh, but no, not for a child. A child, uh, when we know how to cure it, mm. uh, you got to give. You got to, but no, or you can run away. Yeah. Well, good. Oh yeah, really good. That's some good parenting. <laughs> parenting. And how? <laughs> anyway, what else you got? All right. Um. Well, I have a. Um... Oh, well, this was some big news this week, actually. Um, A federal judge has uh, declared that um, the tax-free housing allowance that clergy are allowed Mm. um, is unconstitutional. (gasps) No. I know. I know. This means that um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 44,000 ministers, priests, rabbis, imams, and whatever other title you want to come up with um, could experience an Somewhere between a five and ten percent cut in uh, take-home pay. Which is, it's not really that it's away, not really like, a cut in their pay. It's them paying their taxes. Well, right, but it's a <laughs> cut in their take-home. It's a cut in what they see and are able to spend right. because they're not paying those taxes. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. Um, yeah, the suit was filed by uh, the Frfrf. Mm. Um, on the grounds that um, the the housing allowance violates the separation of church and state. Gee, how do they come to that conclusion? Just because it does? <laughs> uh, U.S. District Court Judge uh, Barbara Crabb, that's two Bs, uh-huh. um, ruled in uh, the favor of the FIFRF, saying that the uh, exemption, quote, provides a benefit to religious persons mm. and to no one else even though doing so is not necessary to alleviate a special burden on religious exercise. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, so. so this tax was basically like, like they didn't have to pay property tax on their home. Is that what it was? Or no, it's the expenses, like like having their their housing is tax deductible. Oh, that's right. So there's a whole double dipping thing that's yeah. happening there, where they don't have to pay. Right. Where where if I think so, the first part is that if the if the church if the if the organization owns the home then they don't have to pay the house the the the, the ta- income tax or the the property tax on it right. and then they also get the pastors also get to take this extra tax deduction huh? right well what what it ends up happening is that because they live in that i mean clear let's say you live in a place that could rent for just a thousand dollars a month sure right and um so you're living in the place you're not paying that thousand dollars a month, but it is a benefit. Right, oh, right, 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 right. So that's what it is. Yeah, sure. And and when there's not a rectory in that sort of way, then they are given the same sort of thing through the way the tax right code is structured. Right. So so they're basically well, able most, to live in their home for free. Most congregations pay for their pastors. exactly. They give them some kind of housing allowance. Right. And they don't have to pay taxes on it, which is fantastic. Yeah. You can get it. Sure. It made us want to be pastors. (laughs) I kind of, I, I've kind of, I feel like, uh, you listeners are our congregation, Mm. our flock. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe we're your pastors shepherding you. I, I really feel that way at all. Shh. Shh. I'm trying to get tax. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's fewer benefits now. Yeah. I mean. Fuck it. Why would we even want to try? <laughs> By the time we would get like the whole status, the whole kit and, and all boodle. the benefits that come from it, here comes Fufurf ruining everything, <laughs> fucking it up for us. <laughs> for fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good gravy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Fufurf is fucking I, it up for the. That was going to be our big thing. Yeah. Yeah, the hell, but but there's more. There's more. Like almost everything we buy, we could we could have written it off. <sighs> Too late. Too late. Wardrobe? Can you still write off wardrobe? I should be able to write off your wardrobe. Oh, we could find a way to write off pretty much. They're everything. basically actors, and actors can write off their wardrobes. Right. Yeah. So so perfect. I mean, all yeah. we have, what we have to do, what it means we have to do, is come up with a kind of uniform for ourselves. Mm. And if we can do can that, a jumpsuit of some kind. <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. I, I mean, want, I mean, all I, our listeners who have seen our YouTube channel know how good I look in a jumpsuit. I actually want it to be a onesie. <laughs> I want it to start zipping at the leg, go up past the crotch, and all the way up to the neck. I want a onesie. You can have a onesie. I'll, with, I'll, no, I'll no, stick no, no. The, nice... the uniform. You can't have a uniform of one, Dan. <laughs> we would both have to be dressed the same way. We'll have, I, I we'll have to come up with a we'll have to come up with a concept, a, some sort of compromise. Because I don't think I need. A z- I, need I need the feet. I want I want the little feet. <laughs> You're talking about footy pajamas. Footy pajamas, yeah. Footy pajamas. Isn't that a onesie? Yeah, I guess that is called a onesie. You Maybe want... I might I'm, I might be using a more general term. Actually, yeah, I want footy pajamas. <laughs> is what I want. I don't know about that, man. Maybe, and and I want like, um, like a like a Care Bear shaped 
crest shield oh, on my chest. Yeah, but Perfect. not a, not the symbol. I don't need the symbol. No, why would you need that? I just want like a big like white oval. Well, it would just my, be it would be chest. a TGIA sort of thing. Yeah, but I, I don't even need that. You need it. I'm telling that's you. Where it's, yeah. Um. Well, I'm going to move on to uh this this is this comes to us from um uh Richland County in in the fine state of uh South Carolina. There's mm-hmm. a a change proposed in the laws. Oh? Mhm. What kind of change? The evil kind. No. Skun dun dun. Um they are proposing uh to allow bars to open within 600 feet of a church. Oh God. Until this moment, that has very graciously not been allowed. No, of course not. Clearly, you cannot allow a bar. Nowhere a- near a church. I mean, 600 feet just seems like the shortest possible distance. It seems ridiculous that it would be... I mean... Even, it, even 600 feet. I would call it... Half a mile to a mile, you can't you can't have a bar near near a church. <laughs> that seems excessive. A well, mile, a mile within a mile radius. Right, exactly. Uh, no, of course that's stupid. Well, here's the problem. What's happening is that what's popping up all over South Carolina are essentially storefront churches, churches oh, that no. are in like industrial areas, yeah. in like in like a strip mall somewhere. Okay. Well, yeah. you can't. You can't not put bars in those areas. So what's yeah. happening? Yeah. So they're yeah, changing when, the whenever laws. Whenever I go to a strip mall, I need a drink. Right? Yeah. Especially if there's a church there. <laughs> Jesus. If there's a if I go to church in a strip mall, they better have alcohol at church. They probably do. For me. They put a little little cup. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to Sacrament. Sacrament here is a <laughs> Eucharist is a shot of whiskey and a Oh, and a beer back. Oh wow! Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there there is a little bit of outcry from there, whom? Oh, from the churches, of course. It's uh, it's way out of order, says Reverend John Culp, pastor at Virginia Wingard United Methodists. Okay. Uh, he says to, he says that this law is important. He says, "quote To remove it is an outrage." How? Does he elaborate? Uh, not really. Why is it awful? Yeah. Why is having a bar next to a church awful? For the same reason that uh, the, all of the church rules. Because Jesus. That's why. I don't know. There's no reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, well, I mean, I mean, I see. I, I get their perspective. They don't want it next to them. Yeah, well, I mean, but I don't, I don't understand. Why, it. why should that be a law? I don't. Why do, why do the churches specifically get that? Yeah, you know, why is that given to churches? That I, seems a, like a problem to me, actually. That you can pick the kinds of businesses that, are that next can or cannot be next to churches. Right. Exactly. That it's it's preferential treatment. I mean, if anything, in our system, bars should be banning churches next to them, right? <laughs> Uh, you guys are too close. Could yeah. you guys move uh, a little further can, off? Can you get about 600 feet? Do, away you, from us? do your Jesus dance just <laughs> a little further away. People are trying to drink here. 
It makes so much more sense to do it that way. It doesn't make any... Like, I'm so baffled by this because, it's, I mean, it, it's clearly this knee-jerk reaction of, like, I mean, what are they thinking is going to happen? Yeah. Everyone's going to stumble out of the bar and what? Into church? That's Into, where they should be that's going. That's what they want. They're... they're he... They're, 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 they're living these hedonistic lives. They should be want them to f- yeah, stumble you would think. upon and the church. And it's not. And most of these churches aren't teetotalers. No, nah, well, it's so. I'm guessing most of these churches are, they're full of drinkers. Well, I mean, yeah, there's yeah, no there's yeah. no reason why a Methodist can't drink. No, well, but they're Mormons. Yeah. Mormons could have a problem. I'm not with it. saying. I mean, they clearly drink, but right. they are. Maybe the, the, maybe they, they, they just still don't want. Maybe they have <laughs> a sense of like there being a taboo, or they may not like bars. Not a sense of taboo about drinking, but like the, what a bar represents to them. I, I, I could I, see that bothering them, right? I You're think right. they're, they're just nervous glass, that they'll see other parishioners at the bar have a beer when they get home from work. But that's different than a bar. Yeah. Next. I think they're just worried that they'll like see each other at the bar and be like, "Oh, uh, hello." <laughs> Brother Jones, uh, okay, yeah. They, they called it an unwelcome change in the environment. Isn't that hmm. sad? Hmm. It doesn't offer any protection. Somebody said, <laughs> to, "What to many churches from having bars as unwanted neighbors?" The moments when bars are out of control are not the moments when people are, are at church. Right. Exactly. And you know what I mean, like. Friday, Saturday night, people are barring it up. Right. Right. They're getting their drink on. They're loud. They're out of control. How is that bothering? Right. They're not happening simultaneously. I would think that they would want, like, no, no, like, auto garages near their church. You yeah, know what I mean? Loud. Like, like, noise ordinance problems yeah, yeah. might be an issue, but a, a bar? Yeah. Mm. Sun, Sunday day. That's when, that's when the bars are really troubling. <laughs> All the all yeah. the all the bar hoodlums are really a problem on, on you know <laughs> six you know at n- uh, noon on a Sunday yeah yeah so there you go yeah well interesting cool I like it <laughs> okay all right um I have a story uh about some Mormons Mormons some Mormons in Philadelphia okay the well. The Mormon Church in Philadelphia. The Mormon Church, the uh, the so-called Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Indeed. Um, is uh, building a, a new temple in Philadelphia. Oh, the temple. Uh, yeah, they're, they're temple-building people. Temples, for, for those of you who aren't aware, temples are not uh, the... The daily or the the weekly place that that Mormons go, but rather yeah. it's it's a very it's a special, special place. It's a sacred place <laughs> building where you go and you, you do you get creeped out, yeah, belief because there's creepiness yeah. in the temple. Our 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 listeners will remember hearing about yeah. uh, uh, Mike going into the temples, and yeah. re- recording yeah, yeah, all of the yeah. horrible, crazy, boring ceremonies there. Yeah, so I mean, we don't need to go into details to like what Mormons do in there, but they're actually, yeah, they don't do anything with them on Sundays. They do drugs um, in the temple, but they're building a new temple in Philadelphia, and because I mean, you have to build it. Yeah, so you have to hire some people to build it, and uh, so at this work site, the church has requested that there be no smoking. 
no swearing and no coffee <laughs> on the property because Mormons don't do those three things. You know, supposedly. Can, can I just say I I love this for so many reasons, but the main one is that my sort of stereotypical impression of blue collar Philly guys. <laughs> Is not going to be happy with this. <laughs> well, um, you, you might be right. I don't know, um, but um, you know the uh, actually Pat Gillespie, um, the business representative for the Philadelphia Building Trades Council, mm-hmm. um, doesn't think that the church's requirements have discouraged any workers from signing up for the job. Well, they want it's a, to it's a work. Job. It's a job, right? <laughs> Um, and, uh, so Pat says the construction workers are versatile and they can adapt. That is what the customer wants. It's, it's a sound request. Okay. Being very, very, uh, politic. Right. Yeah. Um, and he added the church is quote paying the bill. Indeed. So they, so they get it aside. I I feel that they're kind of begging for some, (laughs) some interesting things to happen. That they will never know about, but I guarantee you that it like <clears throat> inside some of the walls there are the most horrific like line of of profanity they can think of, just like <laughs> written on the drywall where no one will ever see it. It's just I like hope. fuck you, you fucking Mormon fucks <laughs> on some beam somewhere, right? <laughs> it's just just there there are going to be secret places within uh, that temple they're gonna be like oh, well, there are secret places in temples. <laughs> there are indeed they just the mormons don't even know about these sacred or secret places right exactly just <laughs> somewhere yeah hiding bottles of liquor <laughs> yeah porn there's porn just plastered <laughs> everywhere inside of the walls of the philly temple yeah yeah um so it's uh it's kind of uh yeah it's kind of interesting i but i i was actually also kind of wondering like i mean i think of work like construction workers have they also banned cat calling have they you know like spitting is this like a totally like pristine and very sort of mormon <laughs> workplace instead of instead of yelling to each other hey jimmy bring yeah. down the blah 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 and then they're, they're all just like very nicely on their walkie talkies james <laughs> well could you lower the the crane please here's why i think it might be the, that way um so daily meetings with foremen and project managers always begin with prayer um, Gross. Yeah. And uh, Alex and Pamela Carr, a missionary couple from Utah, um, they're planning on holding weekly job prayers, whatever that is, <laughs> over the site and the workers. And uh, plus, uh, every Wednesday, the cars give out homemade cookies to well, the workers. Yeah. And of course, they're going to take the cookies. <laughs> of course, this you do. Like, it's like the worst and <laughs> best work site ever right because you know right. i mean the church the lds church they do not cut corners when it comes to these temples and the way that they're built and the i think they've started to you think they do you remember going through the temple and the, the before well, the dedication I mean, up in brigham city there yeah, were things but, falling apart things falling apart yeah you don't remember on the stairs there's some tiles uh, that were missing and broken yeah, but that and, can be fixed before i mean you know i mean i'm just no, saying a job of that size, nothing comes out 
you know, I mean, they probably do the punch list or whatever they call it after sure the uh, after they let everybody after they let everybody through and the, then they the go through and then they the final sort of okay, all this tile needs to be cleaned up, all the, that carpet over there needs to be replaced. Blah, right. blah, 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 Which, blah. by the way, brings up an interesting point. If you're in the Philly area and you mm. want to see the inside of a temple before mm. they dedicate it, mm-hmm. they will let you in. Yeah, there will be a period of time when they'll let you sort of go through it. That's fascinating. <clears throat> It's it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's fine. It's it'll. Just... I think it would be fascinating for somebody who was. Yeah, probably. yeah. I mean, because you'll definitely us, see some things. There. You'll definitely see. You'll 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 be in a room and be like, why are there deer painted on the walls? Well, that's probably much more sort of. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure they're yeah, but it, they're gonna pick sort of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. as the setting for all the murals. All They'll the lo- do that. The lovely foliage. Yeah. Here, the the murals are all like mountainy and right. You know, yeah, it'll be it would be interesting if any of you go see what pictures you can take and send them in to us. That'd be wonderful. That'd be great. Anyway, I'll move on to uh, to your home state of Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. uh, where there has been a bit of hubbub. Yeah. A letter was sent uh, dated November 13th to the governor, the attorney general. Members of the Oklahoma Senate, members of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, the mayor of Oklahoma City, members of the Oklahoma City Council, the sheriff. <laughs> Just this letter was sent to everybody. Okay. And it was signed by like hundreds, well, dozens, <laughs> dozens, plural, of pastors and religious leaders. Oh, my. They are outraged. About what? Outraged, I say. About their letter starts thusly. I'll just read the first the first paragraph of okay. the letter. In 1965, United United Artists released an epic movie on the life of Jesus Christ called "The Greatest Story Ever Told." Now, in an overtly offensive play, the Bible is publicly mocked in "The Most Fabulous Story Ever Told." which is scheduled to open in the City Space Theater at the Civic Center in Oklahoma City just in time for Christmas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Gay Bible. Gay uh. Bible play. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's a play about it. And apparently it's just this <laughs> goofy send-up of the Bible. With all gay characters? All gay. It's, it's Transvestites. It starts with Adam and Steve in the Garden of Eden. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's cute. It's probably awful. <clears throat> I'm sure it's not great, but it has every right to exist. Of course it does. Now, of course <laughs> it's it, to be played in Oklahoma. Well, it should I, be played. but it's being played in a civic building. And yeah. that's their objection. Oh no. Or part of their objection. There's also apparently some male nudity and stuff and some simulated sexual behaviors. But hmm. but hmm. in the end, uh so uh, so that was their that was their complaint. Um in the end, the response was simply that um, we are not we, under the First Amendment. We are not allowed to govern the content of what goes up there. We are just there for people to rent. And uh, yeah, yeah. if you have a problem, take it up with the producers of the play. Fantastic! Oh, it's that, a play. It's a play. Oh, I thought it was a movie. No, no, it's a play. Yeah. Oh, that's what I said. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's a, it's this uh, this whole. It's it's the big gay play. The gay big gay play. Okay. Oh, then that's a that's a horse of a different color. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's well, not... I would have been fine with the movie too. But um, yeah, isn't that great? The play gets you put on a play. Yeah, yeah. Although I literally this list of pastors that has signed this thing is so fucking long. It's redonkulous. Right. And but and they're they're just they are just up in arms. As a matter of fact, if you want to know the quality of the play, what's hilarious is that they're the pastor's letter to the uh to the all of the officials, mm-hmm. it actually says on artistic merit alone the play falls short. The New York Times <laughs> review of, on this play included such comments as quote the evening still needs a bit of pruning and quote it sometimes strains uh, it sometimes strains in its bad boy impishness. Oh. <laughs> not all the joke not all jokes are created equal even by Mr. Rudnick. So they're like they're like so um <laughs> Literally, we, uh, we, well, we really have a our main beef is that it's gay people. But honestly, it's also just bad. They, the like, New York like Times. If, you, if you can't if you can't dismiss this because of the gay people, right. then at least on artistic merits, you right. should be able exactly. to exactly. I love it. And it's it like, literally well, says on neither of those do we ever get involved. They've rented the theater, right? And they have the right to use it, right? Thusly, they have the right to a. Put on a play, whether good or bad. Yes. And be... uh, We don't monitor the content. Be gay and show their wieners if they need to. Right. And that seems to be be their their take on it. They did not kowtow or defer to these... Yeah. This huge list of of pastors. I love... That they huh. ended the 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 New York Times uh, paragraph of their of their letter with, when a newspaper known for its liberal point of view struggles to defend a liberal play, then that alone is cause for con- concern. <laughs> <laughs> Even the New York Times hates this play. <laughs> you know, honestly, honestly. Oh, in addition. <laughs> Secondly, this play is an affront to the contemporary community standards of our fine city. Oh, it's, to be honest, it's probably an affront to the gay community, but it should still... Yeah, it's an affront to all of us. But it's they have an the... affront to theater. Right. It's an affront to everything. Who knows what it is? It's probably awful. Somebody in, in Oklahoma, will you go and see this thing and tell us what, it, what it's like? <laughs> just go. You might as well. It's probably going to be fun. I mean, you know, it's just a bunch of... Yeah. It's a bunch of gay fun. Yeah. Good old-fashioned gay frolic. fun. It is a frolic. Gays love to frolic. <laughs> they just do. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. And what's not to love? Frankly, straight people would frolic, too, if they could get their heads out of their asses. Yeah. I love a good frolic. I've seen straight people frolic. Sure. Sure. Granted, not as much as I've seen gay no. people frolic. No, no, no. No, gay people, gay, gay yeah. men are the frolickers. No, it's not the lesbians. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just clarifying. We're saying gay people. We mean gay men. Yeah. <laughs> I had a thought comment. I was going to you better say it. Uh, I know. I was. The, the thought was, yeah, lesbians. Most lesbians have a hard time getting two feet off the ground. Much less. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Bad Franklin. Bad Franklin. Calling the lesbians fat. That's not very nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, lesbians. <laughs> anyway. I, you, you you know I love you, lesbians. Right. I do. He does. I can verify this. Anyway, uh, so yes, Oklahoma City, go and see the uh, the most fabulous story ever told. You should tell your parents about it, Frank. 
They're they're three hours away. They, they were it could be worth the drive. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, um, yeah, if, if it was something else, I'm sure. But, you don't think Frank Senior would, uh, or sorry, Frank the Third would dig it? <laughs> no. Anyway, no, nope. I don't think he would. Well, if you have anything you need to say to us. If you have anything you need to tell us, if you are a lesbian and are horribly offended and still can stomach liking us on Facebook, <laughs> then here are the ways you get in touch with us. You can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atheist, Or you can uh, send us a voicemail. You can call mm. in and talk to us. That's a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. You can do that at 424 666 TGIA, that's 424-666-8442. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. This is Ron Reagan. Not Ronald Reagan. Well, Ron I mean, Reagan. He, he probably is Ronald yeah, Reagan. Sure, but, but he goes by Ron. Right. Um, this is the son of, of, of our president, Ronald Reagan. Yes, indeed. Who has, uh, who has decided to do a commercial. I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed atheist, and I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government. That's why I'm asking you to join the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective organization of atheists and agnostics working to keep state and church separate. Phone 1-800-335-4021, 1-800-335-4021, or visit the Freedom From Religion Foundation at ffrf.org. Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell. Interesting. Oh, we should say that we did not receive any money from Fafurf to play that. They That's not sponsors true. of this show. That's true. But they um, should be. Fafurf. They very easily could be, but so far. Apparently they think they have better things to do, like... <laughs> reach out to supreme court <laughs> cases and that sort of thing yeah, well and to getting ron reagan ron reagan what do wow. we think of what do we think of well of he's this? you know he literally came out as an atheist like months after his dad died hmm. uh publicly and hmm. uh, and has been uh and has been a a supporter of the cause ever since hmm. so uh way to stick it to your pops there ronnie yeah. Good job. I have a feeling a lot of his life decisions were, <laughs> were, were based s- on sticking it to his dad. Well, that's a possibility, I suppose. I mean, I mean, that's that's pretty standard for most for a lot of men. Yeah. Living their lives, you know, in somewhere in the back of their minds it's about sticking it to their pops. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. So, uh the it, it is the season for giving thanks, is what we got here. Yes, it is. And so first we should thank some people. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to do. Okay. We are going to thank uh, a couple of folks. Um, we wanted to thank, uh, excuse me, uh, Jed and Joni, who uh, who contributed to us. These are these are contributors. These are our donors to our our fine podcast. Well, thank you. So Judd and Joni did, and they they had their message to us. They left a little note that just said, "Frank and Dan, you guys make us make for wonderful date drive fodder." <laughs> we are looking forward to more podcasts in 2014. Fantastic. Well, they, thank you guys. They're from here in our home state. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Well, so good. Good. Great. Bla- you know what? Roll down the windows and blare us really loud so that other people get offended. <laughs> Uh, and Ross also uh, gave us a one-time donation, so we want. Well, I just you, want Ross. to thank both of, both of all of them, and uh, 
And uh, if you want to follow in their footsteps, and we'll be thankful to you, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and on the side of the page, on the right-hand side of the page, you can mm-hmm. find the donate button. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can donate to us. Yeah. yeah. Help keep us on the air. Yeah. What else are you thankful for there, Franklin? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for my health and um, this uh, beautiful city that we live in. And can, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. To whom are you thankful for those things? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a very good question. And I think that that's that's the problem with Thanksgiving for those of us who do not believe in a God. Yeah. But, but I mean, how does that work? Because, like, the whole idea is, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. And, you know, like, I mean, I'm going to be going to a Thanksgiving tomorrow that where there will be no, like, at all, like, thinking God. There right. Won't, there won't even be grace. There won't be anything. Right. Right. And, um, and kind of feel lucky for that actually um do you feel thankful i don't know that i feel thankful <laughs> for it but i do feel lucky um and uh and so like yeah you know like I was, but 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 for people who are going to the thanksgiving where there's some some god involved yeah it, it's it's an interesting question like having that sense of gratitude at this time it's what the holiday is about mm-hmm. right it's about sort of stopping and reflecting and thinking about you know the all the ways in which you're you you're pretty lucky yeah you know, you, if if you're listening to this podcast it means you have an internet connection yeah you got you got <laughs> you got a, you so, got a computer you got or a, comu- a so you, phone or you're something enjoying a certain standard of of living that Indeed. not everybody on this planet is even close to and so yeah it's, so that's pretty it's great a tough one. i i we should say because not everyone that listens to this show is american yeah, uh yeah that Thanksgiving oh, is a holiday here uh, where we traditionally what it comes from, or at least what you're taught in the schools, mm-hmm. is that there was a day uh, where the the first settlers, the first English settlers here the, on this the, land. The pilgrims. We call them the pilgrims, even mm-hmm. though that's nothing like what they were doing. It was hardly a pilgrimage. Well. But they were, uh, well, pilgrimage is to a holy site. They yeah. were running from what they deemed an unholy place. Yeah, but that's they, a big difference. They they voyaged. They they did they, voyage and and they and they created something. Indeed, they created. A, but what they created was not enough to sustain them, and they were struggling oh, yeah. for their food. Is the theory, or oh. is the is as the story goes? Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. the uh, the natives of this land, the Native Americans, the Aboriginal peoples of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Uh, were kind enough to share some very lovely comestibles, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is a celebration teaching us all how to be thankful for things. Mm-hmm. Well, they because they were thankful. I mean, it's an end of harvest right holiday, right? You know, it, it's meant to be okay. Well, we we're, we survived thus far, and we're about to enter, and 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 we were able to. To, to 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 gather up enough that we're going to be able to get through winter. Indeed. So that's that's the basics of it. Of course, that you know, if you're a Native American, then you have a, a, a different side of this story. Perhaps mixed emotions. Indeed. But 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 those are the basics. And you know, if you're Canadian, then you've already celebrated your Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know that, that an earlier harvest. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and an, and it's harder to get over the river and through the woods this time of year up there. <laughs> Okay. Anywho, uh, so 
So we we would I guess we just wanted to talk about there are some I feel that this is a problematic it's like I, as you said I love Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. It's secular. There's yeah. no Jesus nobody's trying to inject Jesus really into it in well, terms right. of it, like any it, it doesn't overt thing. It doesn't matter your your faith tradition or right. non-faith tradition. Right. People still gather and do essentially the same thing. Right. They have a big meal, they, their family gets together, there's maybe they get together with their friends, but it's a feast. You have a feast. It's a holiday about having a big meal. Right. And to and me, dessert. And, to, and dessert. And then uh, rolling on the ground and saying, why did I eat so much? <laughs> What's yeah. wrong with me? And it used to involve watching ER. <laughs> I think I think football's more of the tradition <laughs> than ER. But okay. We, we would be laying around on the couch and then we'd turn ER on. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I know that, I'm not the only that's, one. That's not the one with George Clooney, is it? Yeah, he's, yeah he was on it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, fine. Great. I think I, I I think the problem comes in when we ask is thankful the right word. Well, at a lot of these Thanksgiving dinners, there will be somebody at the dinner table who who suggests that we go around the table and say something that we're thankful for. Right. And so there's this moment of being like, "Oh, but I mean if if in my perspective, it really is I mean it's a it's a you're right that it's a tough emotion because thankfulness gratitude. and gratitude have a direction right you're pointing it at something i'm right. thanking you typically can it you just sort of thank the ether you know like yeah it involves i mean thankfulness in general involves a giver a, a, an object of your thankfulness of mm-hmm. your gratitude that has somehow bestowed upon you right. the things for which you are thanking. Yeah. So, I you know most of the I but the thing is I really like the notion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I hadn't really questioned it until this year, really, hmm. because the concept of being grateful for for you know I have a great life, and I don't want to lose sight of that fact. You know, I have mm-hmm. no intention of getting jaded or getting uh you know or, or when when there's plenty of misery to go around, my little problems are so insignificant compared to so many people's mm-hmm. that I I you know I want to feel grateful for that, mm-hmm. but maybe it maybe the wording is wrong. Maybe I just feel really fortunate. But that it doesn't feel like it's the same emotion. It doesn't feel like it's it's sort of doing the same thing for your quote unquote soul, right? Right, that 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 little gut sense that I just expressed the right sentiment. Yeah, right? like I you know, going around the table and saying, "Say something that you feel fortunate for." Right, right. Yeah, like you don't want to. You don't want to call it like lucky. Yeah, it just seems it just seems cheaper. Yeah, well, because a lot lucky. of stuff might be because luck is a, is is you know like how much is actually luck. You know, well, but all of it's luck. Well, I mean, I was luck. born into a an upper middle class household. Yeah, but again, now. even like luck, there's like, it's like it just happened. Yeah. It wasn't that there was luck. It wasn't that there was. Oh, okay. Some so even mystical. Not luck, and in, in, I'm not talking about luck in any sort of uh, magical terms. I'm in just any sort of Irish way. <laughs> right. I'm just talking about luck in terms of like fortune. Like I was, I just happened to have been born. 
into the situation I was born into, uh-huh. in the country that I was born in, mm-hmm. in the place that I was born in, you know, and the time, you know, I happen to have the uh, the 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 easiest color skin to have. You know what I mean? Like I, there's all of this stuff that just happened to happen to me mm-hmm. that may that that sort of make my life that much easier. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. It was none none of my doing that got me to this point. You know i I don't take I don't take much credit for the goodness of my life, right? Well, I mean, so that's so so that's where this thing comes in. This whatever it is, if it's not gratitude, then I mean, I just don't know what to say about it. I'm not grateful to a person or a being or an entity. It's not. There's no. There, you know. There's no God. There's no. There's no force out there. There's no intelligence. Well, you ungrateful. <laughs> right? <laughs> Little whatever. So-and-so. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm ungrateful. Hmm. But I feel incredible. And what's funny is that when I say incredibly fortunate, the, mm-hmm. the word that comes more strongly to mind is blessed. Hmm. You definitely weren't blessed. I, I feel like there's this a huge gap in our language now. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't allow for us to express the thing that we're trying to express. Well, what is it then? I don't know. And is it, is it, I feel it's a, I feel it's a good thing. I feel it's a necessary thing to take account. Right? Sure. To, to look at your life and to say, this is what's going well. This is what, this is what I, you know, was able to do this year. This is what I was, this is what happened to me this yeah. year. This is what. You know, I, I'm st- and and I'm still alive, right? You know, yeah. And no buses hit me. Yeah, I have a friend who got hit by a car about a year oh, really? ago. Okay. Just she was just broken in every way. That, she went for like a like a month and a half without a huge chunk of her skull. Like this is how badly she was broken, and, and that didn't happen to me. I hmm. feel pretty good. Hmm. She's got to feel great because she's still alive. She's walking now. Like she's got a, that I mean, the shit happened to her. So that that's not anything to feel that that great about. But I mean that the, these are all things for which I would like a word. Hmm. And it's not thankfulness and it's not gratitude because those have that object problem. Right. I don't know what to do. Well, I think all you can do is to just sit back and but here's the deal like can you maybe not have the word but know what the sensation is absolutely and, and so you know what i'm more point, than happy that's to, what you have until you have a good word i'm more than happy to like just sort of go with the flow and call it thankfulness or gratitude right. yeah just because it's it's an easy shorthand people will know what i'm talking about right 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 yeah i'm very grateful that right well grateful but the problem is, is that i'm going to be grateful i'm grateful <laughs> It to feels, whom? but, but, but I, I, I don't think that grateful has sort of the same sense of it being focused at something or towards something. I'm, I'm grateful. I would like now, to project you, a general gratitude. If, if you, if, <laughs> if you, if you work backwards, right. To, if you think too deeply about it, then you're going to run into a problem. But the word grateful, it feels, it feels okay to me. It's fine. I'm it's, it's great. Grateful giving. Yeah. <laughs> What's, what do you call the holiday then? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, but even if you look up grateful in the dictionary, it, sh- it says feeling or showing an appreciation of kindness 
uh, semicolon thankful. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's just tough. no way around it. And are, are we making a mountain out of a molehill? Maybe, there? but I just mean, I little. think that this is one of those problems where there's a lexical gap in the language because because secularism is in is essentially like acceptable secularism is mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. We don't have language for it yet. There's mm-hmm. a lot of problems. You know, uh, Pete Bogosian doesn't like us to use phrases like "thank God" or "God bless you" or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or bless you when you sneeze or whatever, because you know those those phrases belong in in a different place. Well, I used one earlier, devil's advocate. Yeah, exactly, and that, and that was on his list. And it's and it's like you're what what is what sums it up so in the same way, right? Right. right? Well, I mean, the problem is that these are these are. To some extent, my argument would be that these are all phrases that belong not to religion but to culture. Now they mm-hmm. are they they belong to all of us. I don't. It's what I mean. It's the title of our show. Yeah. Thank God I made. Well, yeah, but it's the title of our show because we're being a little cheeky. Right. That's true. But I mean, but the point is that like when someone sneezes and somebody else says "bless you," I don't have a problem with that because it doesn't mean anything about religion. It just means sorry you sneezed yeah. or whatever. It's just it's just a a, a thing that you say. Right. It's a cultural thing that you say. So you say salute. <laughs> Indeed. Gesundheit. Right. And I yeah. and I say Gesundheit most of the time. But the, I think that the I, I think that the idea is that until we find a good replacement, yeah, I mean you're right. We are kind of making a big deal out of nothing. Yeah. But you want there to be a thing. You know, we I want there to be our thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be using their thing. Mm. I want there to be a thing that's just as good that's our thing. Yeah, but we we've seen that before. It never is. It's oh, good. oh, it doesn't work. It's you all, can't, it feels... No, it has to come organically. It has to yeah. arise organically. Otherwise, it's it's yeah, festivus, <laughs> and you can't. There's it's just not going to work. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. There you go. I'm I'm really I'm very glad that uh, that people listen to us and glad and they make they say nice things to You're us. Glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm very glad's giving. Glad 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 gladness Ness time. Glad, gladnessmas. Gladitude. <laughs> I'm feeling an, a lot of gladitude. An attitude of gladitude, everybody. <laughs> on this fine glad's giving day. I'm glad that I live in this. Wow. That doesn't work. I'm yeah. glad I was trying to mull it over. I'm glad that I've had a good year. I'm glad No, oh, that... it sounds weak as hell. Yeah. It sounds just weak as hell. Yeah. But I am glad. I'm really I'm you know, I'm very happy that that we get to do this show that people tell us that it helps I am them. Thankful. Okay. That we get to do this. Well, I I am I am full of thanks. I will say I'm thankful to our listeners who yeah. have written wonderful things over the years and have sent and have been willing to share their their time and their money with us yeah. and yeah. and helped us put this thing on absolutely uh I, i'm very thankful for that i'm thankful to uh mackenzie mm-hmm. who who has has been helping us with the facebook she's become a our social social uh, media, media guru really person yeah i'm thankful to the red rock hot club Mm-hmm. Who played amazing music and then uh, and then let us let us it. use it for free? Yeah, you can go to redrockhotclub.com. I think that's what. No, oh shoot, 
I wanted somebody that, did write to us and ask us how they could get in touch uh, with them. Yeah. It's you're just gonna have to Google. That them. was sounding very good up until that point. Dan. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't know that I was closing it up that quickly. Yeah, Thanks. you were really wrapping it up. So there you go. Well, I am thankful for um, an email address. Yeah, where people can send us messages. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Sure. I'm thankful for the how how easy it's been for us to set up, for instance, our Facebook page. Yeah. Which is facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And I'm incredibly thankful to the kind folks over at Google yeah. who, for whatever reason, allow people to sign up for a telephone number. <laughs> free of charge. Free of charge. And then you have a voicemail attached to it. Yeah. It's absurd. It's just And crazy. the number for that is 424-666-8442. And it is redrockhotclub.com mm. that you can go if you want to be grateful and thankful for their music, uh, which I encourage you all to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there you go. So uh, until next time, thanks, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but that was actually more sincere than it sounded. Yeah, well, there you go. It okay. was totally sincere. Anyway, <laughs> okay. bye-bye. Bye. Bye.